Welcome to the Injury Report. I'm your host, Joe Brenner. Today is Thursday, November 17th, and we are going to preview the Week 11 of the NFL, Week 12 of college football, and a little bit of some NBA injuries. Just throw those around. I had an exam this morning and another one tomorrow, so no guests. Ryan's not able to join us. I was too busy studying to have anybody else on, so just me this week. Speaking of Ryan, he went 2-2-2 last week. He had two pushes at exactly three points. And he is up to 24-22-2 overall, right around that 52% mark. Pretty darn good, especially for how how I compare him to the other people I've watched, kept up with, and listened to. As far as college football goes, Ryan's first pick is SMU at... Tulane. He's got Tulane three and a half. That game is tonight. So get your pick in early if you're riding with him. He also has TCU minus two and a half at Baylor this week. I disagree with this one. I don't think TCU is for real. They have been, I think, a little lucky. They're they played really tough last week. Texas didn't take advantage of some opportunities. The whole first half looked like te- Texas's defense was just much more athletic and dominant. And then they just have that big wide receiver, number one, Quinton Johnson. He is a beast. And I think he's pretty much their whole offense. It was funny to watch a Big 12 game that has relied so heavily on defense. There was not much scoring. And I think this is just kind of the spot where Baylor usually shows up to take some shine away. So... I'm going to go with Baylor there. I think they probably went straight up the points. It is less than a field goal, and it is at Baylor. So I guess if you think TCU is going to win in a pick that's not too bad of a line to get them at. And then finally, speaking of the Big 12 and all of them, Ryan has Kansas at home with nine points against Texas. Texas coming off of a big loss that – they were supposed to be able to knock off TCU and was not were not able to. Kansas still has their backup quarterback, Bean, in. He's kind of a baller. I like watching him, and I think that's a good pick by him. The only other big, real game this week, I mean, Georgia goes to Kentucky, so I guess that's an SEC matchup, but I don't think Kentucky thinks they're even on the same plane as Georgia. USC does travel to UCLA for – the Pac-12's last hope as they begin their or continue their gauntlet of teams that remain. They whooped up on, I think, Colorado last week on Friday night, and now now they start with UCLA and then USC and then most likely Oregon, even though they lost last week as well. So I think that USC is a better team. I like Chip Kelly. I think this will be a good game. It's in the Rose Bowl, but again, that's not really much of an away game for USC. I think that what I hope happens is they go on or they win this one and then Notre Dame knocks them off. But uh, this is really the only game that looks like it should have any playoff implications so far. I mean, there's really only, 
a few teams that are really in contention left. We have Georgia number one after this week's rankings, Ohio State two, Michigan three, TCU four. So no movement there. Still Tennessee five. LSU is now at six. So, I mean, I think Georgia is good enough. They're going to give LSU a third loss, and I think that would effectively eliminate them. TCU, a one-loss TCU, I think we've talked about it. With a conference championship, maybe they stay in. But, I mean, the way things are going, TCU and USC don't hold on. We could have a USC 1, winner of Ohio State, Michigan 2, Tennessee 3, loser of Ohio State, Michigan 4. And that just... I don't think we needed to make it the SEC Big Ten Invitational. I think that that's kind of where college football is going. And I think that, you know, if we are going to the best four teams, maybe that's the right thing to do. But I'd like to see a little bit of variety. And that's just how I see it right now. Going on to the NFL tonight, we have the Tennessee Titans traveling to Green Bay with the finally back on track Green Bay Packers. The Packers, uh, after struggling for a while, beat the Cowboys last week. Tennessee beat the Broncos. Neither team looked good in the first half and both played very well in the second half. Randall Cobb will be coming back from an ankle injury this week to give Aaron Rodgers some more weapons. But Romeo Dobbs is out, and he is uh, he's not on the IR, so he most likely won't be out for a full four weeks or so, less than that. But he is dealing with an ankle injury as well. Eric Stokes also has an ankle injury, their corner, but he is on the IR. And then Devondre Campbell is also out with a knee sprain. There's no structural damage that he was given any news for, but he is out. The Titans are going to be missing a lot. They have linebackers Zach Cunningham and Bud Dupree out with an elbow and hip, respectively. Cunningham is on the IR. Dupree is not, so he'll be more week-to-week. Safety, safeties, Josh Thompson and Amani Hooker are out. Thompson injured his knee. He previously had a fibula fracture, which is just below the knee on the outside. So there could be something to do with that, but more likely a structural internal ordeal. And then Amani Hooker almost played with a shoulder injury, but he's going to be held out with a shoulder sprain, most likely. There's no real... Data for that, but if he was that close, it's probably just a sprain. Picker Randy Bullock is out with a calf injury for the Titans. And then corner Lonnie Johnson is out with a hammy. And center Ben Jones has a concussion. So quite a beat-up crew there. I think the Packers are going to look to try and stay hot. I mean, a lot of the secondary, and including the linebackers, are beat up for the Titans. So if the Packers are looking to throw the ball around, keep that going, and they ran the ball well. So they still have to deal with Derrick Henry. I don't know if – I think Tannehill's back, and Willis has been struggling. Yeah, Tannehill was back, so it'll be Tannehill and Rodgers squaring off, and I like the Packers in this one. The Rams on Sunday will be traveling to New Orleans to – and they – 
are going to probably be with Stafford, who did practice. He's out of the concussion protocol. So Wolford can go back to his backup duties. Unfortunately, they will be without Cooper Cup, who had surgery on his right ankle. So because it was a high ankle thing, and it was probably either... It started off as a sprain, so I don't think there is any bone breakage, any fracture in there. It was probably more of a really bad high ankle sprain, which is treated with a screw that goes between the two ankle bones. Your medial malleolus is on the inside. That's part of your tibia. Your lateral malleolus is your fibula on the outside. Those are the two kind of bumps on your ankle, inside, outside. And they'll put a screw through there because what happens in a high ankle sprain is a damage to the syndemoses or a thin tendon that runs between the two kind of structure holding them together. And that's most likely what was damaged that rod going through the screw will support that a little bit better. They will also have two tackles and a guard on the IR, and that hurts because they're still looking for any running productivity, and Stafford is out with a concussion for a reason. And then the Saints are beat up, but no new injuries. So I think the Rams are just kind of done. They still have a good team. The Saints will be with um, – they're looking at pot- potentially missing Mark Ingram, Can Jordan, and Marshawn Lattimore. But I expect all to play. And I like the Saints in that one. Here's one of Ryan's picks. He has the Cleveland Browns plus eight at Buffalo. There's no new injuries for Cleveland. David David Njoku could come back from his ankle injury. And Jedrick Willis is also dealing with a new ankle injury, but should play. He doesn't miss practice yet. And then safety Jordan Poyer could be back for Buffalo. That would be huge for them because they have looked not good without him. And... Then Tredavious White, who's coming back from a knee injury last season. There's no timetable yet. We don't know why. He was slowly starting to become activated a couple weeks ago, and we just still have not seen him on the field. So keep an eye out for him. Again, Ryan is taking Cleveland plus eight at Buffalo. I think that's a lot of points for the Browns. They like to lose in closer fashion, so I think I'd agree with that. Washington travels to Houston, where Chase Young is expected to finally make his debut, and the or the sorry the Commanders are in last place, but sitting at five and five in the NFC East, and they very well could be a potential playoff team right now. They are joint the AFC and NFC East right now are both sitting in positions of they all make the playoffs after we have gone through such a long time of the AFC East being dominated by the Patriots and really them being the only team and then the NFC East having a begrudgingly the NFL begrudgingly letting in the NFC East champion in with a usually poor record both uh, conferences are really stepping it up and the commanders might be pretty good. And they Carson Wentz, who's dealing with his uh, thumb injury, he is not cleared. He was seen throwing at practice, but I don't think it matters. I think this is Heineke's team for now. The Texans stink. Nobody wants to play for them except Damian Pierce and Davis Mills. Their receivers are kind of hanging out, not doing anything. 
Nico Collins is always on and off the field, and they just don't appear to have anybody who wants to play. They have a lot of people banged up trying to get out of playing. Defensive end Michael Dwumfort could return from a shoulder injury, and that'll wrap up that game. I like the Commanders. The Carolina Panthers, without P.J. Walker, will be traveling to Baltimore up the East Coast. P.J. Walker is out with a high ankle sprain, which will allow Baker Mayfield to come back. I don't know how he didn't have to be put into the concussion protocol after there's a video of him headbutting his teammates after the win at Atlanta last week without a helmet on. That is a Baker thing to do. It's funny to see him kind of embrace that backup role kind of a little bit too late. You know, he was just enough of a butthead to just enough people that were kind of over his antics now. And he was fun when he was doing his thing. And, you know, hopefully we were hoping he would kind of mature a little bit with a little bit of humble pie, but he just kept having to stick his tongue out. And I, I think we're kind of over him. We'll see how he performs this week, but I don't expect anything special out of him. Defensive tackle Matt Ionitis is also hurt with a calf injury and safety. Dante Jackson tore his Achilles tendon, and he will be out for the remainder of the season. For the Ravens, they have no new injuries, just a bunch of old ones. And again, Mark Andrews with his shoulder and knee and ankle injury is supposed to start the game. So they're coming off the bye. We'll see if he actually gets to play or not. The Jets are going to New England in what is a huge game for the AFC East. Right now, the Jets are sitting at 6-3 and three and the Patriots at 5-4, and four, so they're a game apiece. And that whole thing is only two games apart with the Dolphins at 7-3 and, and the Patriots in the basement at 5-4. and four. There's no more new injuries for the Jets who are trying to keep things rolling. And wide receiver Ty Montgomery will be out for the Patriots for the rest of the season. And this is another startling one, or not startling, but confounding maybe injury I was looking into. He started out the season with an ankle injury, came back from that, and then he was initially ruled out the last couple weeks with a shoulder injury or a knee injury. But then all of the reports are saying he's doing rehab on his shoulder. So uh, there's no clear indication why he is injured, but he, I think they put him out for the rest of the season. Chicago, oh, I like the Jets in that one. I kind of like seeing them be fun. Chicago is going to Atlanta. This this is a game that I feel like happens a lot. I don't think it does, but they're both just teams that are boring to watch and don't really, they always overperform what their record, I expect their record to be, but they're not good. For the Bears, running back Khalil Herbert is out with a hip injury that he sustained in the final kickoff of the game last week and the loss to the Lions. And nothing new for Atlanta. This is kind of, I don't know what the Lions, I don't have them in front of me. I would assume it's pretty close to a pick them. I think the Bears are playing well right now, and I'd kind of like to see them get a win at Atlanta. I don't think Atlanta's really up to any good right now. They are on... They're sitting at four and six, one game back of the Buccaneers. And I don't think the Buccaneers are going to relinquish lead of the AFC South. Now the Lions, who we just talked about, are going to go to the Meadowlands in New York. 
Jamison Williams finally has a timetable. Their rookie receiver from Alabama, and it is after Thanksgiving. So they there was speculation he was cleared to start doing things about a month ago, and it sounds like he's got another couple weeks before they really give him a shot. DJ Chark, the former Jaguar, can come back from the IR off of his ankle injury, and there's nothing major for the Giants. Remarkably, Daniel Bellinger, who we talked about last week with the blowout fracture, is already back catching passes on the sidelines with a visor on. Pretty cool how quickly these guys can get their you know, top-of-the-line treatment and all this. They're already at the peak with their bodies, and even though that's such a fragile area, they just have the best equipment available and the way they take care of themselves. They recover very quickly. I don't expect them to play anytime soon, but very cool to see him back out there after kind of a scary injury. Uh, I like the Giants in this one. I think they're pretty good. I had to pick up Daniel Jones because I had Tua and I think Brady are my two fantasy quarterbacks in one league. And Daniel Jones was, I think, the best option out there. I could have got Kirk Cousins, but I kind of like Jones against this the matchup this week. And he actually has a lot of rushing yards, and that kind of adds up for fantasy. So I'm going to give them my support because I need him to do well. Another one of Ryan's picks, he has the Eagles coming off of their first loss on Monday night to the Commanders. Minus 6.5 in Indianapolis. Tight end Dallas Godert, who's been a big target for Hertz, is going to be out with an AC sprain. If you look at the video, it's kind of a bummer. There was an uncalled face mask in which he was ripped to the ground and fumbled on the play. And uh, it was one of those ones where I'm sure they went back and reviewed it, or they did go back and review it, and they couldn't give him the face mask because it was, you know, after the play, they can't call penalties but his uh he did fumble and he got hurt so a lot of insult and injury on that play for Dallas Godert and then defensive tackle Marlon Tuipolotu is also out with an undisclosed injury for the Colts Shaq Leonard had surgery recently on his back so he'll be out for the rest of the season he had a prior surgery in June to relieve the pressure on two discs and a spinal nerve. He said in a quote that the nerves in his calf were not firing. So the calf, the nerve that innervates the calf muscles, the gastrocnemius and soleus is the tibial nerve and it runs down the back of the leg. It's actually an extension of the common sciatic nerve which comes from it's a big one in the butt that causes sciatica if it's pinched wrong and that the part of it that innervates the calf is comes from s1 s2 so that comes from in between the it's from the sacrum area and also and so the sacrum is a bone in the it kind of looks like a turtle shell if you look at it it's got little holes where these nerves can pop out and that is what the lumbar spine sits on top of so the fifth lumbar fifth and last lumbar vertebrae connects with that and there could be some impingement there i don't really know where else that would be coming from but it's not really lower back so 
there must be something in there, some damage that is irritating his spine, his nerve there. I, I would assume that they're going to go through for and kind of clean up around the disc and just try to make sure that there's no soft tissue compressing it. But that's a pretty stable joint as far as inside of the actual sacrum itself. If it is the lumbosacral joint, that area does get a lot of pressure and that can be damaged from picking up heavy things and squatting a lot, which I'm sure he does. So, but it's a bummer. He's out for the rest of the season and he's had that surgery probably just to clean things up and he'll probably be not doing anything for the remainder of the season and should start rehabbing again in the off season. The Raiders are traveling to Denver in, in a battle for the basement of the AFC West. The Raiders don't have any new injuries. Wide receiver KJ Hamler will be out for the Broncos with a hamstring injury. And then a funny little thing, the Broncos lost their long snapper Jacob Bobbenmoyer to a thumb injury earlier this season. And now just in time for him to come back, they're probably hurrying him a little bit. Their new long snapper Mitchell Ferboni is out with a finger injury. So they're flip-flopping guys there. Could come up in a kicking situation. We'll have to keep an eye on that. And then they're also without Billy Turner, their guard, who went to the IR with a knee problem. He's expected to potentially come back after his four weeks on the IR. So it could be an MCL or PCL strain, something that is structural and warrants the four weeks, but nothing more. Ryan's last pick of the week is Cincinnati minus four at Pittsburgh. Jamar Chase is still out with his hip injury. He's been doing a lot of weighted exercises, and I think they're trying to hurry along his recovery. And then Minka Fitzpatrick is out for Pittsburgh who missed last week with an emergency appendectomy. So he has appendix out and he asked to play through it. I think he knew better and that wasn't going to happen, but they think he should be able to play this week. So pretty remarkable again, you know, Joe Burrow missed quite a bit of time and plays probably a less physically demanding position in quarterback earlier this year. So that's pretty cool to see uh, Minka get back out there so quickly. Dallas and Minnesota, two teams who are Minnesota's trying to stay hot. Dallas is trying to get hot. There is no new injury for Dallas. Zeke will most likely come back from his knee sprain. He's been getting more and more reps. He was a late game time decision last week. And then for the Vikings, Justin Jefferson has turf toe, but should play Sunday. I think this is just a little bit of getting to the middle of the year, getting beat up, taking a little bit of time and practice off. Kansas City, Sunday night, travels to L.A. against the Chargers. Nicole Hardman should come back from his ab strain. He missed against the Jaguars. Juju Smith-Schuster is concussed from a clean hit, but must pass the concussion protocol still. It was a clean hit. Watch the tape. The Chargers defensive end Christian Covington tore his pack, and he will... Take the spot Bosa did earlier this season when he tore his pack against the Jags again. Otito Ogbanya is also out. He tore his patellar ligament and a non-contact injury on the goal line, which is a bummer. And then 
breaking news. Keenan Allen may actually play against the Chiefs. I have him on my fantasy team too. I have him on the bench right now because I don't know if he'll actually play. But that could be fun to get him out there. The Niners are traveling to Arizona. The Niners are good to go. And then Arizona could get back Hollywood Brown from his foot sprain, most likely, again, his fibularis longus that runs from the outside of his knee. You can feel the bump underneath there for the fibula that runs underneath the foot and helps to create the arch of the foot. And then they'll also be without, but they will be without, tight end Zach Ertz for the rest of the season, who most likely uh, hurt his unhappy triad being tackled. It started off, it looked like it could have been just an MCL, but with the season-ending injury, the unhappy triad is the MCL, medial meniscus, and ACL commonly torn together. That's most likely what happened for this vet. The NBA, just a couple injury updates. LaMelo Ball left the game running into the stands with an ankle injury, but the x-rays were negative. Most likely a high ankle sprain, maybe not better, but he will not miss more than a few weeks. Kyrie is on his way back from suspension and could play by this weekend. Cade Cunningham is missing about a week with shin soreness. And then Kawhi may play. He came off the bench for two of the first three games and then has missed the last 12 with stiffness in his surgically repaired knee. And then Paul George is also out for the Clippers with a hand contusion. So that is, it's a lot of difference. It's funny just to see the difference in severity and time off. I know they play much more often and it's a lot more wear and tear than it is in the NFL. You're out there for a lot longer and you'd be out there for a lot longer. It's a lot of fine tuning. But it is just funny to see, you know, guys just like come in for a game, sit out for a game. Much different than football. Injured versus recovered. Injured after a fun Maction event where Barstool Sports stops by to check out the Toledo and Bowling Green Battle of I-75 on Tuesday. Toledo had a crazy game. Ryan actually called this one too. I'm going to add it to his score later so he'll actually be 25 and 22 and 2 he bet the falcons money line but started off the falcons scored right away scored again off of a blocked punt so there's one thing and then later again so they're down they're up 21 nothing the falcons threw a pick to the rockets there um dejuan johnson who's their Defensive lineman who might get NFL looks. He had a pick, and then that set up their first score. On that first score, after a widely, badly missed field goal, after that first score, the they had two unsportsmanlike conducts on Bowling Green, which allowed Toledo to kick off from the opposing 35. They got to the, the onside kick and ended up scoring again. So it was 21-14 at half, going into halftime. Game went back and forth. Toledo eventually took the lead with about 40 seconds left at 34 to 28. 30, yeah, 34, 28, something like that. BG then scores with nine seconds left. So we had a blocked punt, an intercession by an off or a defensive lineman, 
a kickoff from the other 35, a 21-point comeback, and then Toledo just mismanaged the last nine seconds. The worst way I've ever seen anybody do it. They On the kickoff, they tried to run the ball out of the end zone, almost got a safety on it after muffing it around a little bit. And then on the only play from scrimmage, they threw an out route and the receiver just ran out of bounds with no time left. So quite a tough break for the Rockets. Recovered. Dominican Sue is going to join the Eagles. They lost the other day and they brought out the big guns. That was just funny to see him back out there injured. Gonzaga basketball started out with an L to MSU. They're pretenders again. It's just good to see everybody's right where they're supposed to be. Recovered. Derrick Henry said he's still motivated by his high school haters. It's funny. Everyone, once in a while, his stats and highlights will pop up on Twitter and he rushed for like 300 yards a game in high school and was just way bigger and stronger than everybody, which it's just funny to see out there. But it's it is more funny to think about him saying the you know the one kid who almost tackled him in that one game said, "Well, I couldn't tackle you here, but you're never going to the league." Well, yeah, I guess he proved them wrong. Glad that helps him get out of bed in the morning. Injured the Pac-12 just cannibalizing themselves. Washington beat Oregon in a pretty fun game to watch, and Arizona beat UCLA, knocking off two of their three remaining one-loss teams. USC still has a chance, but like we talked about, their gauntlet is just starting, and after play, those two teams I just mentioned who lost. Oh, man, it's just it's tough to see. They're, they're so close to allowing themselves a, a way in, and they just keep pulling themselves all back down to the bottom, to the to the kitty end of the pool. And then recovered me. Going to my first heat game this week. Looking forward to it. It's in Cleveland. The Heat have not been playing well. Nikola Jovic, not Nikola Jokic, but Nikola Jovic, their rookie from Serbia, has been starting recently. So might get to watch him. Hopefully Jimmy's okay. And we go out there and get a W. So... Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And let's see. Hopefully the Jags are on a bye, so I don't have to worry about anything. Have a good one. Hope your fantasy goes well.